magic number. Welcome to Three is a Magic Number, um, a new series of live interviews by Route One Management and myself, Matt Hazelden. Uh, each month we'll be chatting to a different and new guest. We'll be asking them to choose three of their favourite tracks uh, and give three bits of advice to anybody that wants to get involved in the world of music. So this week our guest is Big Nick D. Um, Nick has been involved in music and DJing for, I'd say, well over 20 years. Hey, Nick. So, um, okay. so what, you, what have you been up to in these weird, weird times the last few weeks? You know, what's been going on in, well, uh, in lockdown very, in your house? Mostly, I've just been sitting around, reading books, um, listening to records, getting oh. reacquainted with records I haven't heard for a long time. Brilliant. Um, you know, just sorting some records out. They always need sorting out. So when you're um, when you're normally listening to records, because I know you know, like most people, you've got a day job and stuff. Um, mm. When you're when you're not at work and you're listening to records at home, how 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 many hours do you reckon a week you spend listening to music? Well, uh, well, when when it's not on lockdown, I would say maybe five. And so what? <laughs> you, and what are you on now? Twenty. <laughs> Was that yeah yeah minimum yeah. so. And do you listen to, um, you know, because I know you've got like a real wide taste in music. Do you listen to all sorts of stuff at home or do you stick with more home listening stuff, more more kind of mid-tempo stuff or do you play, are you still playing everything from techno and all sorts at home? Oh my word, it's, it's everything. <laughs> it's everything, yeah. So let's, let's kind of go into what got you into uh, DJing because, you know, you've been doing it for a, like, a number of decades. And so if you go back to, you know, when you, uh, I mean, most people I speak to got into DJing when they were really young. What, what, what about you? What, when was it and what, what got you, what, you know, what, what kind of made you think, oh, rather than just listen to music at home, I actually want to play this to people? I don't, I don't, I just, I think I can never actually really decide in that happening. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was just kind of a, a logical step of being in the music. Uh, I came to DJing quite late. I was maybe 17, 18 yeah. when I started to DJ. Or, you know, I've been buying records you know, since early teens. Um, and it just became a logical step. You know, you yeah. get interested in stuff, doing it. Um, and then, like you say, there's this weird thing that takes over. And you're like, do you know what? <coughs> I think other people need this. This, yeah, this yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then once you realise records sound really good loud, and uh, you just want to do it more. And more. <laughs> so that's so that's like the addictive thing. So once you've done it, yeah, and yeah, you hear a record, and it sounds completely different on a sound system. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The kind of the 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 kind of desire to then want to do it again and again kicks in. Mm -hmm. and yeah, and then you know, then all those other things come into play. You have records that sound good, and then you hear other records, and you think that's a obviously sound good with that one yeah yeah you know so there's more factors yeah the more you, so. and when and like back then because obviously you promote the night banks of switches yeah. uh, which is a really cool night um you know intimate events but a really good vibe really good artwork really good crowd really good music what did you when you first got into djing like 
as you were just explaining, did you then go straight into running your own things? Because I remember when I started, I couldn't get you couldn't get arrested, so you had to put yeah. on your own night. Um, yes, yeah. You know, whereas now I think a lot of DJs go straight into DJing uh, through maybe their friends own a club or their friends own a bar. Um, but, right. but back then, you know, when we were starting, you almost like had to hire a church hall or a scout yeah. hut or something. Was it? Yeah, was likewise. That, yeah, you just had to get on with it. Yeah, yeah just get on with it. And was it always called Bank of yeah. Switches when you did that? Or? Oh, my word. I think my first night was called something, oh, man. Something like earwax or something. Oh, really? I think. What, what, uh, what were your biggest influences, music, musically wise? Sort of, I guess, it, do, it doesn't necessarily need to be a DJ, but a producer or a DJ. What, what, what were they, and what, what are they now? Oh well, I mean, it's I know it's a, bit an of, it's a bit of an unfair question. question. I know. Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up in the West Country. Um, it was the nineties, so the Bristol sound. Right. Uh, was very big. It was just everywhere. Yeah. Um, things like early big beat, things like that. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of uh, down tempo stuff. Yeah. But then a lot, a lot of kind of sound system orientated dance music. Uh, you know, when when you're young, you're you're you're, 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 you're everything's all open and you're really susceptible to everything. So at the same time, I'm still listening to like uh, grunge music. Yeah. Um. So that's what I saw. Orbital. Yeah. I was like yeah. seventeen. Mm-hmm. Changed my life. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah. You know, influences. It's it's hard to pick, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so on that one, I guess, and sort of another unfair it's question. Fun. Another unfair question. But basically, we've we've got to, we've got to pick three tracks for this interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> so so, tell me um, tell me a track that that really influenced your your taste in musical direction and and and, and, uh, and, and why as well i thought about this really hard and it was <laughs> you know for ages and it changed a million times uh, but i've picked uh, five man army by massive attack Plan to go 
visa when I get a visa card. But getting a visa card nowadays isn't hard. So keep your ears peeled, I listen to every card. Tokyo City is one place that we told. Four technique plus two mix a ball. Sharper than a Wilkerson razor sword. When I was a child, I played some Budio One. My table, then I graduated to Studio One. Cause these my nom the boom, you know, the tweeds my pseudonym. And around my neck, you know, I wear the Sony Budokan. So look, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire some more sort of fairly unfair questions to you as well about what your okay. favourite things are. <laughs> um, yeah. When there's so much choice, it's difficult to answer some of these. But let's talk yeah. about your because um, I know like you're massively into DJing and music, obviously, but you're also massively into um, what other DJs do and following DJs and understanding what they do. And so, who's your favourite DJ? Uh, right now, oh, well, no. Who's your favourite DJ? Full stop. And, and, and oh my and, words. And, and why? That's yeah. That's a pretty hard <laughs> question. Sorry. About that. <laughs> uh, um, that's all right. I, I, for me, uh, I think when I go out and see DJs, for me, it's more of uh, let me see. Genre is less important, and the type of music they're playing is more. And more, it's about the vibe. It's about the, the, the club the sound system and you know and the DJ uh, what records they play really and yeah. how they make a vibe so I think DJs that I like the most are DJs that create a vibe rather than just put records together really well does that make sense 100% um, so someone like uh, Craig Richards for example I've seen him play over the years many times you know um, many times many when I worked at 
fabric. I saw him every week playing <laughs> records. You know, so it's like he plays all sorts, but he always brings this this kind of Richard's vibe. Another DJ, um, Ricardo Villalobos. I mean, he's the vibe master, really. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't listen to one of his mixes um, and understand really what's happening, really, because you, you you have to kind of be there. He's a real atmosphere kind of DJ whereas he's not always technically uh, brilliant yeah. but what he does he does really well and it always seems to work so, yeah you know. and is that um, I mean when you've heard those two play or similar DJs that do the same sort of thing and I totally agree you know the art the art is in um, the creating that vibe and it's almost like yeah, it's almost like surfing a wave Getting the wave and then yeah. and then staying on it. And those guys, once they're on it, they basically stay on it. Whereas other DJs, yeah. they catch the wave, they get the vibe, and then it's very very hard to keep it for more than three records. I think yeah. that's yeah. the difference between the greats and and the OKs. You know. Yeah. And yeah. so. Yeah. Um, but do you like? Is there a sort of minimum amount of time that a set needs to be to be able to achieve that? So do you think even those two guys? If they only had two hours to play, would be able to do that, or do you really do they have to be going for the long, long? I think I think yeah, they've got to be a bit longer, two hours minimum. It's like you're building a relationship with the crowd, mm-hmm. and there's a bit of yeah. like there's a bit of um, there's a bit of flirting going on, and you have to kind of yeah yeah yeah, they, yeah. You know, they have to kind of get yeah. comfortable with each other. <laughs> yeah, in a way, yeah, no, true, and um, and, and I mean this is probably quite hard to pinpoint, but what's but i've got to ask you anyway what what is what's what's the best individual set you've heard oh mate really hard houghton festival what was it? first one 2017 yeah. uh my wife and i waiting to see a dj and we thought oh, and andy weverall's on down there yeah it will you know <clears throat> right, we'll, we'll pop by seems for an hour see so catch the first hour and then we'll go went down went down for the first hour Six hours later or something, we were still there. It was just, <laughs> the vibe was phenomenal. Amazing. Nothing happened, but yeah, everything yeah. happened. Really? He was, yeah, fantastic. Wow. And did you know you'd um, been there I don't six remember. hours? Or did you think you'd only been there an hour? <laughs> After a while, I was like, wait a minute, do you know what? I'm not going anywhere. This is all. I yeah. can't remember who the other DJ was that we didn't go and see, but yeah. I don't care who it was. It was it was on point. It was like, yeah, wonderful. I, I, I had wonderful. the same thing with uh, listening to Weatherall in... Um, uh, that festival he does in France, and, uh, yeah. and the same thing happened. And a load, of, a lot of people that I was with were leaving, and it was really hard to get from this place back to where we were staying. And really, you had to like organise your taxis and make sure you left together. And I literally yeah. was like, "There's nothing that will get me out of here right now. I have to stay until this ends because it's so good." And and you you don't get yeah. those moments often. No, exactly. And there's. He- I don't know. He's one of the, like you say, one of the greats where make makes a vibe, and there's no really dip in the vibe. It just things just intensify yeah. without you noticing. Yeah. Over four, five, six hours. Whatever. Yeah. Just gets right. better and better. <laughs> I guess more of a technical sort of slant now. I mean, what I think people are really interested in is, or what I, I mean, what I'm always interested in as well is how people, because th- there's so much music out there, especially these days. 
Um, you know, even 20 years ago, there used to be 300 new releases a week, and now there's something yeah. like 2,000 new releases a week, yeah. or yeah. something like that on Beatpool, and then you've got all the others on Bandcamp and Juno, and da da da. da. So, you know, you've, there's thousands of new tracks coming out, and then you've got all of the old stuff, all of, you know, vinyl and everything in all the record stores as well that you can buy or and record fairs and and everything else so what's your do you, do you have a system for buying music to cut through all of the the noise um uh not really most of it's happy accident right I think okay. <laughs> once you realize <laughs> once you realize you um there's so much new stuff once you realize you're not going to hear it all and you're not going to find the best of it all then that's okay yeah. i think there's certain I don't have any specific way of buying records or searching for them. You know, I, I read blogs, I get emails, um, I listen to the radio, I go out, I go secondhand shopping quite a lot. I'm yeah. quite lucky there's a real good one down the road from here. Um, Discogs, you know, um, yeah. So it's like, um, a, so it's like, so basically you do it like ad hoc, random, and when you find something, you find it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I like to think it's a bit more scientific than that, but I don't. I don't think it is actually. <laughs> oh, that's good. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just, sounds quite know. organic and natural, and yeah. Yeah, I'll pop in there every time I'm in town. I'll pop in the Phonica. You know, they're always great in there. Um, like I said, the second-hand shop down the road here. They're really good. Flashback. Um, yeah. Bank camp. You know, if if there was only one record shop left on the planet, what would you want it to be? Well, I've got to pick one record shop yeah. on the planet. <laughs> uh, Phonica. Phonica. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good choice. Right, yeah. and then. Um, as well, isn't it? So I, I just I wanted to ask a question about um, kind of the art of DJing, really, because it we we were sort of saying this before the interview that that if you explain DJing to someone that had never heard of <laughs> yeah. DJing before, like an alien that had just landed on planet earth they, they would be a bit confused by it um the concept of it because they would say well why do people listen to need to listen to someone playing records when you can just go and get your own records and play them so what, what what do you what what is it about dj what why are djs required what what is it about dj how would you explain it to an alien sort of thing i i think um it's it's like i mentioned before how I think the vibe's very important. Lots of people in a space, doesn't have to be a room or a car, but in a space, all experiencing the same thing. Um, and that just kind of heightens the enjoyment of what's going on, maybe. Yeah. That's where some, you know, uh, boiler room, love it or hate it, whatever you think, um, watching the best DJ in the world on boiler room isn't half as good as watching you know, the millionth best DJ in the world in a club. Yeah, that's, yeah, know, very that's, true. That's, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's, I guess it sounds really corny, but it's that kind of community. Thing, yeah, kind of yeah. Connection. Lots of sweaty people. Yeah. 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 And what, what, when exactly you're... what we're not allowed to do. Yeah, what we're not allowed to do at the moment, yeah. Yeah, no. Well, and so, and, and, and like, for you, when you're DJing, what is it, because I know what it makes me feel like when I'm DJing, I've got a bit of a sort of thing that pops into my head and I think, oh, I really feel like this at the moment. Um, how do you feel when you're DJing, when, you know, when it's 
going well, what's the sort of emotion that you're feeling? I mean, I'm sure uh, you've got excitement. adrenaline, but excitement, yeah. Yeah, it's excitement, really. I mean, it's that weird thing. It's, it's, uh, I, I think I concentrate more when I'm DJing than I do at any other time. Right. You know. Uh, don't tell my boss. <laughs> like, that's when I'm mostly focused. Is um, but then also you have all these outside influences, the excitement, and you know, just, I, I don't always enjoy it, but for some reason yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. So it's, it's, I don't know why. So you sort of get into a zone, a separate zone. Yeah, of yeah that's it. Yeah. 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 Into a zone, you know, and you know when it feels right. You know, every now and then it doesn't feel right, and yeah. you just have to plow through. And, yeah. Just kind of suck it up, yeah. You know, and, um, yeah. but then sometimes everything just works. Yeah. Tune selection works. You know. Yeah. 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 So, so on 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 tunes and selection and stuff. What what um what's the record that you? Because because I I think like when I speak to DJs and stuff, and I know know from doing it myself that um there are records that, I mean, I've got I've got one or two records that I've literally played every single time I've DJed. So they've been played <laughs> yeah. hundreds and hundreds yeah. of times. So what is your track that you absolutely rely uh, on every single time? I have play? a few. Right. I have a few. And uh, this one in particular, I've actually had to make a concert but not to play. When <laughs> things are going bad, I play it. Uh, and it generally makes things good because it's yeah. a nice little groover. Um, it's, you know... And then when things are going well, I'll play it because it's a good record. So yeah, it's yeah. like, it's win. Yeah. I've got it on digital, I've got it on vinyl, I've got it on any occasion. It's a Kerry Chandler bar of time. Brilliant. Um, it's right. nice, the cowbell's nice. It's fun to mix, it's fun to dance to. Great track. I've heard you play it loads of times. It's, yeah. <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> so I'm going to, let's give that a bit of a play now.
about in terms of all the places you played? I know you played like a whole host of different venues, big and small. Um, what, what's what was your most memorable uh, DJing experience that you can remember? Uh, <laughs> I got lots of funny ones. Um, funny, I good. must admit, I think probably I always London's awesome, but I always enjoyed playing outside of London because there's a whole kind of different vibe. People are there right from the get-go to have a good time. I think in London science you feel you have to kind of tease people because yeah. there's so many options. You have to kind of, you know, not quite impress people, but you have to get people in the mood. Oh, yeah, definitely. To have a good time. I found this out, I think, oh my God, quite a few years ago now, I was playing the smallest room. I was on first in the smallest of three rooms at the junction in Cambridge, Boomslang birthday party. And I think I was on first, 10 o'clock, smallest room. I thought, I'm only playing like an hour and a half. I just, you know, just play some warm up stuff. There, yeah. first time actually I've ever used CDJs, it was like in, in, in public. So it's all a bit, oh. And then uh, the doors opened at 10 o'clock and these guys came in with their tops on. <laughs> well, like, whoa! Brilliant. So, no, that's it. Everything I wanted to play went out the window and everyone just went mental right from the right from 10 o'clock. And I, I was, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and, and go on then, what's your worst, what's your worst one? Oh, <laughs> mate. Uh, I, can't, I can't think of one in particular one. But uh, uh, any... Uh, low tables and bad monitors. Yeah. Can you give three bits of advice to um, anybody, you know, young or old or whatever, wanting to get into the world of DJing, uh, running a record shop, running a label, promoting, whatever, okay. anything to do with music? Do it for the love because you will, you will lose money, you will spend money and there will be many nights where it just doesn't go to plan you know it's just it's not actually that much fun so you need thick skin do it for the love you've got to remember that good parties will happen they do outweigh the bad ones but when you have a run of a few kind of less than over exciting parties it can be quite hard but um yeah do it for the love not the money the money will maybe come at some point if you're a promoter um dj wise practice 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 get confident in your own abilities um, know that you can do know that you can do it um, that definitely helps and know your records know your music you know you might have bought a brand new awesome banger on Friday but if you've not listened to it all the way through and played it with other records and really got to learn it mm. there's big likelihood that on Saturday night it's going to not work out yeah. what's your final um, your, your final, uh, final track to play and what, what, why, why this one um, I don't really know why this one, because, <laughs> well, you know, this, uh, you know, I'm just like, oh, favourite tune right now, what's it? And it kind of changes every yeah, half hour. Yeah. Um, so this is a tune by Callisto, and it's called Need Your Love, and um, I spent a while tracking it down on Discogs, um, not a while, I waited for it to be the right price for me, <laughs> Discogs, and then not long after I bought it, it got re-released. So that was like a couple of weeks ago, I right, think. I so, um, so it's kind of new, but it's not. But um, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Again, it's it's quite. It's not down tempo. It's definitely got a vibe to it. It takes cool. its time to reveal itself. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. It's just a good track. All right, well, let's have a listen. 
chat there. That was a really interesting uh, interview, Nick. So thanks for well, thanks for joining. For sure. Nick, take All it right, easy then. and um, speak to you soon. See you, mate. Bye bye. Bye. That's the magic number.